7. Remind them to be subject to rulers and authorities, to obey, to be ready for every good work, to speak evil of no one, to be peaceable, gentle, showing all humility to all men. For we ourselves were also once foolish, disobedient, deceived, serving various lusts and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful and hating one another. But when the kindness and the love of God our Savior toward man appeared, not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to His mercy He saved us, through the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit, whom He poured out on us abundantly through Jesus Christ our Savior, that having been justified by His grace, we should become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. This is the Word of God for the people of God. God. You may be seated. Jesus said, You are the light of the world. In Matthew chapter 5, verse 4. But He didn't just say that. He said, So therefore shine, and let others see your good works, that they might glorify your Father in heaven. A lot of people want to do good works to gain personal acclaim and attention, but it's not for that purpose. It's to point to the light, who gives us light and makes us light. We do not do it ourselves. And we are the light only in as much as we point toward Jesus. John the Baptist said, I am not Him. For the one coming after Me, I cannot even untie His shoes. I am not Him, but He is coming. I am not Him, but I am a voice crying in the wilderness saying, prepare the way of the Lord, for He will be here and He will come. John the Baptist pointed to the light. He never took a claim for himself and never once said, I am the one you're seeking, but always the one who comes after me. He even said, I must decrease and he must increase. John the Baptist talked about the light. Now we talk about the light a lot in a lot of different ways and phrases that are very familiar with the word light in it. For a simple example, light at the end of the tunnel. I've heard a lot of different things to mean that that's hope when you see the light at the end of a dark stretch of life. However, some people say it like this, I hope the light at the end of the tunnel is not an onrushing train. I've heard that, but i I got a couple of uh, phrases for you. And there are many. For instance, keep the light, which the lighthouse keepers do. How about this? Neon light. Night light. Light bulb. Guiding light. Match light. Flashlight. Pen light. Lighthouse. Black light. Limelight. Flood light. Tail light. Headlight. Stop light. Street light. Spotlight. Mind the light. Candle light. Sunlight. Daylight. Lamp light. And bright light. Only the last five of these lights that I just read to you were in existence at the time of Jesus. Only five. All of those that take electric or battery or etc. did not exist at the time of Jesus. So when we read about Jesus being light and we talk about darkness, it's a no wonder we begin to take Scripture like literal light. 
That's, however, not the case. When we say, and Jesus says, you are the light of the world, it's not like a light switch. It's not something you turn off and on. Oh, I'm the light. No, turn it off and I'm not. Jesus is the light of the world and He's not like a glowing light. It's a different kind of light we're talking about. We're talking about a spiritual light in a dark world. In 2 Corinthians, it talks about how we are frail human beings. Each one of us. There's not anything that we have of ourselves that can create the light of God. You cannot manufacture it. You cannot manifest it. It does not come from you. It is God's light. And in 2 Corinthians, it says this, We do not preach ourselves, but Jesus Christ the Lord and ourselves, your bondservants, for Jesus' sake. For it is God who commanded light to shine out of darkness, who is shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, fragile, broken, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. What we're talking about this morning is that when God shines in our hearts, He's shining in broken vessels like Gideon used when he broke the clay pots and sent the army packing that was 150 times or more bigger than them. And it was a fragile vessel that did the work of God. God is not saying He wants your greatness He wants your brokenness, your weakness. Not your ability, but your availability. And He wants you to know that He is the one who transforms you when you step into His light. Not you. You can say, well, I'm making changes in my life so God will be pleased with me and people will see that I belong to God. But that process cannot happen unless God initiates the change. Our willpower will quit. Did you know they did a study on willpower and we only have so much willpower and then it runs out? In the course of a day, we run out sometimes, depends on how many choices and decisions we've had to make. Before the day is over, our willpower ends because there's so many choices our minds go through in the course of a day. We're tired. <laughs> Anyone ever said, I'd like to go to that, but I'm just too tired? Or I'd like to do that, but I'm just wore out? This is what I'm talking about. Willpower runs off of yourself and your own energy. But God's power and the power within us comes from God to do the miraculous through us that we can't do. This treasure, this beautiful treasure, is knowing who Jesus Christ is. That He is a reflection of God Almighty. We are a part of the kingdom of God when we realize we're being transformed from darkness to light. To be the light. Jesus said to His disciples what I said at the beginning. Jesus said, you are the light of the world. But a lot of people say, well, if I'm the light of the world, then why do I need Jesus? It's not what he's saying, is it? It's not a switch that you turn on and off. 
It's when Christ is in you and you're living in Jesus Christ, the world around you that's dark becomes illumined spiritually. You cannot walk into a spiritually dark room as a believer in Jesus Christ, fully in tune with Him, and the room stays spiritually dark. Wherever light shines, that spot is no longer dark. When you light up a flashlight and shine it on something, that spot isn't dark. Now, it's kind of like that spiritually, that wherever you are with the grace of God flowing through you, there's no darkness there. It's illumined because of your relationship with Jesus Christ. And you say, but I see wickedness and I see evil. But you also see the grace of God that transforms that, that doesn't see that as darkness, but rather an absence of light. We can't do it because Christ did it already. We could not be a light without Jesus. We, according to this passage in Titus, were darkness. He gave a list. He says we were foolish. A lot of us go, I've never been a fool. You've never been a fool. You have if you've never believed in God when you were first born any time up until you did. You were a fool. Only a fool in his heart says there is no God. We were disobedient. Each one of us were disobedient. We did not follow God's ways. We stuck to our own until and even after we knew who Jesus was. We still become disobedient. But it also says we were deceived. The world did deceive us. It took us away. And we served various lusts and pleasures and sometimes people see that as a physical pleasure, but it can also be something as simple as, I'd rather be out enjoying this sunny day than being with my family in church. Mm-hmm. That's a lust or a pleasure. Mm-hmm. We live in malice and envy. We want what someone else has. We dislike someone. We give a good reason for it. Well, they did this or this happened and therefore I'm justified in me not liking them. That is disobedience as well. Hateful and hating one another, says Paul through Titus to us. We were darkness. These are evident of people who walk in darkness. You and I lived in darkness without Jesus Christ. We could not make ourselves light. We could try, but it was pointless and fruitless and exhausting because it was impossible. Why? For without faith, Mm -hmm. it is impossible to please God. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. John 8, 12 and 9, 5. And then in our fourth verse today, it says, But when the kindness and the love of God our Savior toward man appeared, and that word appeared means the light shone. The word there is uh, epiphaino. I don't have a test on this so you don't have to remember that. It's a Greek word. And that word means that when the kindness and love of God shone on us, kindness and love is light of God. Shining on us. It appeared on us. It's like a spotlight coming across and all of a sudden it hits where you're at and you see the grace and love of God is real in your life. And you say, God is real. He does love me. I do matter to Him. I believe. I will follow. 
I want to be a light in the darkness like He was for me. That is what it means by it appeared. It didn't like flash in the darkness. It landed upon you and appeared to you as what it is. It took away your questions of whether God was real. And in that moment, when that happens, according to verse 5, two things. The washing of regeneration and the renewing of the Holy Spirit. And I'm sure if you wanted a theological discourse, that would be a great place to get confused. So I'm going to unconfuse it before it gets there. This regeneration means revival or spiritual renewing. It's a spiritual rebirth by a messianic restoration. But what that means is the Messiah or Jesus restored us through regeneration or rebirth. The washing of the sin and darkness away. Kind of like baptism, but from the throne by the blood of Jesus. We are reborn spiritually and the truth is we needed it. Couldn't make eternity without it. We needed reborn. It is very easy to see who walks in darkness in this world. It's a lot harder to tell which one is walking in the light when they're not actively walking in the light. The church task is to light up the world. Amen. We don't hide it under a bushel basket or shove it under a bed, says Jesus. Mm-hmm. We let it shine, but we sometimes don't choose that course. Why? Because we sometimes forget about the renewing of the Holy Ghost or Holy Spirit. What that means is we are spiritually born by the work of the Holy Ghost. And that is in conjunction with the death and birth or re-coming to life out of the tomb of Jesus Christ. We die with Him. We resurrect with Him. And Paul says we have that life now. Newness of life, says Romans 6.4. This must happen for you to be a light. You must resurrect from the dead of dead to sin and resurrect to life in Christ and start walking by faith, not by sight. If the world is completely dark because you are blind, you can still be a light. And you can still see the light of God because it is what it does that illuminates it. It is a love and kindness and grace light. No physical darkness can understand it. What we could not do, Christ did. And once He did it, you and I were tasked to continue that work in the world. He did it so we could. This is the call on our life. Here's how I understand this, and I'm going to wrap this up with this short illustration that happened many Christmases ago. I have an older sister. Her name is Alfreda. She came to visit us when uh, my sons were very young. They had not yet spoken. It was in the late fall of 1995. 
They had not said their first word, and she tried to get them to say words. So she would point at things and say what it was, and she finally got them to say, light. Showed a lamp, light. Showed another thing, light. And they started going, I showed him a coffee cup and let him touch it, and I said, hot. And they'd look at him and go, hot, 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 hot. Was their second word, hot, hot, hot. And the way they'd say light was, light, like it was a secret. Light, light. Well, that Christmas, we went to a Catholic church uh, for our Christmas uh, Eve service, and uh, I had James on my lap. And he's kind of squirming around, you know, how babies do when they're not quite one yet. I mean, they're just I, trying to get him to calm down. So I said, you know, when he's on the changing table, we got a little Winnie the Pooh light. He likes, I turn it on and he just stares at it. Doesn't move as long as that light's on. I turn it off and he's just all over the place, right? So I turn the light on just laying there, just staring at it, mesmerized. I had no idea why. I'm thinking maybe it's because they're remembering they came from light. And they're trying to get back to it. Amen. Maybe they're seeing the light of God. I'm not sure what happens with infants. But there he was staring at that light. And I thought, well, maybe I can find a light and get him mesmerized. So I start pointing at the exit signs. Light, light. Just whispering and pointing at the chandeliers. And, and he's getting more restless and more restless. And he turns his head. I'm holding him. And, and he turns his head, not toward the lights, but up toward where the pulpit is. And on the pulpit, there's a crucifix. A big one. Uh, behind it, hanging on the wall. And he, and, he, and he looks at me, and he points toward that and goes, Light. That stuff isn't light, Dad. You've been trying to tell me that's light. That's light. Point to that, and I'll believe you. Show me something that really changes things, and I'll believe you. This is what I'm saying God has tasked us with. That we have been recipients of the great work of God poured out on us, as verse 6, abundantly through Jesus, that we're justified, now one with God and Christ, and we become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. And then verse 8 says this, that those who believe should be careful to do good works. Amen. These do. Because Christ did it first, you can follow. Amen. He's the first fruit and you are firstborn with Him when you enter into what He's done for you. This is what it means to mind the light for us today. And I ask you this morning a very simple question. Will you allow God to transform you to be a light bearer and a light keeper to the world and point to the only true light that dispels all kinds of darkness. And if you will, then God has successfully spoken His Word to you today. And if you are still in question about whether it's real or not, it's because someone hasn't pointed you to the right light yet. And you've been believing stuff that hasn't been the real light that didn't exist at the time of Jesus and never did. And never will change you. Pray with me. Gracious God, 
I ask that you would shine your light upon us and see the reflection of Jesus Christ and His glory in us, that we would reflect that to the world around us. Heavenly Father, you've called us to not be darkness, but light. And I thank you that you're able to do that. And this morning I give you thanks and praise for your work, for your healing and your restoration. And thank you for that. I pray in the name of Jesus, your Son. Amen. Amen.